Good morning, everyone. This is Kate from Hallie Mums. We provide temporary childcare for nurseries and families in London. And today I have the lovely Josefina, Josefina, um, many ways to say your name, I think, for both yes. uh, <laughs> uh, languages. Uh, and she runs Nanos. Hello, how are you, Josefina? Hi, I'm good, Kate. Thanks for having me. And you are founder and runner of Nano's Spanish Classes, am I right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, we, um, well, I'm a language teacher. I, I've um, worked uh, mainly in secondary education for many years in, in the UK. Um, and I did also teach um, at primary school um, at some point. Uh, but um, my... My, from university really, my idea was always um, the, the importance of what, what really excited me was the importance and the effectiveness of introducing additional languages at um, early years. So yeah, that's why it started. The possible, the earlier the better, isn't it? And there are yeah, many, that's many researches and scientific studies to say that the earlier you started the better it is and actually I know you have bilingual children and you're trilingual I'm trilingual right? yeah <laughs> um, whilst I have a bilingual son uh, and I yeah. wonder how much difference it makes because what the studies suggest that they just being brought up in a very different way and not because we we teach them different cultures but because they will automatically think that okay if I can't say it in this way then I will say it in that way. In the other way, yeah, yeah. You're right. And, and also I think their, um, their openness to new things and, and being confronted by things that they, or, or it, whether it's vocabulary or, or concepts that they don't immediately understand, it, it's not a burden for them because uh, they've been faced with this from you know day one so it's it's really a, a an environment that makes them thrive in being ready for new things and, and as accepting of new things and new challenges and do you see it do you see it as a parent so not as the teacher but do you see it yes as, as a parent i do see it um I, with Gloria, for example, she, she, she's, I was going to say 16, 17 now. <laughs> oh, wow. 17. Um, she um, has gone through different phases. Um, so at the beginning, she spoke only Spanish to me. She joined school and there was a bit of a rejection towards um, the home language. And the German has always been always a little bit on the background. They still yes. hear it, they still, you know, connect to it, but it's, so to say, a little bit in, in, on the background of their... On the horizon. It is there. It is there. Um, and then um, she, she started seeing um, how useful having another language would be. Um, and then she, she embraced it again and she loved reading um, books in Spanish or mainly I read to her. Yes. Um, and now she's doing, um, she's doing A-levels and, and she loves it and she loves watching Spanish TV. 
anything to do with the Spanish culture. She's really interested. Um, and German too. I mean, she, she enjoys any time we go to Austria, anything that has a cultural link um, or is different to her regular way of life. She's attracted to that. So as a parent, I, I've seen that it, it opens, it just opens doors to to being curious about other things. Yes, and I guess it's important to say that it is most likely that at some stage during your child's development, there is always a, a resistance. There is always a period of resistance where they, you know, they, yes. they might speak two or three or four languages and the yes. language will come through quite a lot because it's the way their vocabulary expands, you know. Yeah. We have a look at just from zero to hero from when they start speaking and there's very few words. Yes. I remember uh, my son was very particular and certain words will be said in Hungarian. Yeah. Words only in English. And then as we went along, and now he obviously is studying Spanish with you as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just sort of evolves and there are certain things he will say in the same way, but he now understands being four years old. He understands now that it's a different language and a different culture. Yes. I think it's a very important step in the process that yes. now differentiate between the languages. And, and obviously you can see with, with bilingual children that yes, they might struggle to say it in one language, but they will try it in another language. And you will hear a lot of Spanglish, and I'm sure you've yes. seen that in the house. Mm, yeah. it's not just in the house, it's everywhere, isn't it? That it is everywhere. And I think it's important um, for them not to feel inadequate because of that. And also, um, a lot of parents that do come to the classes or are in touch with me just um, to get a bit of support on how to um, sort of work out a strategy to reinforce their home language um, if there is a little bit of reluctancy. Um, and what do and, you suggest? Sorry? And what do you suggest? Well, the, the, the thing is that uh, well, for what I have observed um, in, in my children and other children that are being brought up with different languages, is that, of course, children are very clever and they're going to go for the easiest and quickest option. And so do we. You know, and so do we. Yes. And when I speak um, Spanish with my friends, my Spanish friends, the ones that live in Spain, they always say, why are you talking like that? <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Because I, I sort of, you know, like sometimes it's inevitable that your brain is going to mix um, structures, languages, sounds. Um, yeah. And so for them, um, if it's quicker to say something in one language, or that's the first thing that their brain sort of clicks in that moment, that's what's, that's what they're going to say. So that, you know, there is no, not that they do not want to do it, but that is just, quicker and more comfortable it's very similar with us as well you know there are certain phrases that just it just so yeah easy to say in english also yeah. in spanish also easy to say in hungarian yeah and there isn't quite the same 
there might be a translation because there's a translation for every word, but mm. it's still not quite the same. Not quite the same. And some of those details for children are very important. Some details that in their way they understand something, if there is a little uh, tint of a um, difference from the way you say it in one language or another, um, for them it's important to say it in that language because that's exactly what they want to say. Uh, but I think if you're bringing up children that speak or you want them to speak different languages, of course encouragement always is going to work. Um, but just the only thing you can do is repeat everything they say the way they would say it in, in the language you want them to, to learn. And then they hear it. It doesn't matter if they don't say it, they're hearing it. And that's fine. And every time, and if they want to say it and they do say it in another language, of course, make them see that that makes you really happy, um, that you are very proud of them and it makes them feel good and they know that, they know it's important to you and they will try when they're a little bit older, they will try. Um, I mean, for sure now, both my children, when they want something, they speak to me in Spanish. They know <laughs> that is they the way straight in. <laughs> and that's just like... <laughs> yes, but obviously, many people, I think, I'm, I'm a language teacher as well, by, you know, one of my trades. Um, yeah. But I think the the time we live in it is it is just an amazing thing that there is so much available you know whether you're a child or an adult and language learning is just becoming such a wonderful adventure and you want to speak languages because it's amazing to communicate with someone on a language that you learned yourself not the one that's yes. given to you in a way but for those, obviously, there are loads of families where both parents are from the same background, they speak the same language, and they still want to do classes. So yes, um, you do classes from a very young age. So how old is, how old is the youngest one, so to say? Um, well, I had had babies in classes that uh, they were maybe nine months Um I think those were the, the youngest ones. I mean, I, I would want to off, do a baby class um, because, of course, we know that there is a long period when babies are hearing, are understanding, and are not reproducing. Yes. But that is a very important stage of learning a language. Um, and we do realize that... Um, but I'm guessing that if I offered um, a baby class, I'm not sure what the take-up would be. Uh, I think parents are expecting to see um, some results or some interactions. And of course, you know, language takes a long, 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 long time to learn. Therefore, the earlier you start, um, the better, because that will give you uh, a, a strong basic to to sort of keep building on it um but the importance when you're teaching very young children um is to appeal to the things that appeal to them and for very young babies 
if you would want to start at home with very young babies, um, for them, they, they love to play with languages. All of those games that are like peekaboo, things like that, mm-hmm. that are quick, sharp, sort of um, musical sounds, they, they appeal to them and they're immediately drawn to, to sounds that are playful, that have a rhythm. So all of those things um, that you could do with, with um, very young um, children or babies um, that are repetitive, um, songs that are very repetitive but with a lot of rhythm that they can sort of use their, their body to move to. Those are the ones that appeal to them and they're then hearing all the, the sounds and it's a very important stage to hear the sounds Yes, because studies do say that the window of recognizing sounds is very, very short from three, they, we lose the ability to hear them properly. You might hear a vari- var- variation of the sound, but not the exact sound. And of course, you're not going to be able to reproduce it. And for that, they will have to, when they can, and their um, vocal muscles are developed, then you have to encourage for them to say those different sounds. Um, but Babies, teaching babies or exposing babies to languages is like a golden mine. Yes, it is. And, it, you know, it's the same with everything. It is that time. And they, exactly. You don't think that they understand or, you know, they, they might react, they might not react. Um, as you go through from nine months to, let's say, two years of age, there is a lot of listening from there. Right? Yeah. Um, when they sink and soak everything in that you say to them, and then all of a sudden they can say it. Exactly, yeah. This is a really good way of showing how languages are learned because, you know, there are some very talented people who have the ear and the mind and everything for it, and they can pick up languages super fast. Super easy, yeah. But I think a huge majority of people are not like that. And I think what they don't quite understand is that it's a long progress like even if you have a lesson once a week yeah just a very tiny bit for your mind to digest but if you expose it to language especially to listening uh, I believe then it it is a really big shift yes and I mean I, I think um, in in our um, educational system that is not recognized and then of course, we face the, the problems that at secondary there is very low intake in, in pupils that want to do a language because it's a hard subject. Yes. But if you go into, um, into reception when you're four, you already know your colors. You already know your numbers. You, you have a lot of songs which are in your brain, which are building the grammatical sequences you don't know them, you cannot explain them, but yeah, yeah, they're yeah. there and they will come useful. If all of that is already done by reception, what you can build on it, it's incredible. By A-levels, you wouldn't be, well, I mean, A-levels, it is a hard level because they have to study films and it's not only the language, but the culture and everything else. But, but there is a huge age gap between... Yeah. 
reception exactly and and then how much would it be and then all, all of the children wouldn't feel and wouldn't be scary they wouldn't have to in primary school when they start languages in year three, which is compulsory from year three, not all schools do it, but from year three is compulsory. When they start being seven, eight, they become very self-aware. And then having to say something you've never heard before and sound weird, no one wants to do that. But if you, it's natural, you've heard it, all along the way, then, you know, it would be so much easier and, 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 and productive. Yes, and it helps you on the long run because obviously language is connected to many things in the brain. You know, it helps you with, with problem solving on, on many different levels. Yeah. Um, so there is really no reason why not to encourage children and parents. You know, you can... The easiest way is if you can go to classes, that's great, and you go yeah. a little bit about your classes. But if for, for whatever reason, or if you're, you know, if you just have half an hour or 15 minutes, yeah, just allocate five or 15 minutes of your day and you choose on Spotify or YouTube or wherever yeah. you want some Spanish music or whatever language you're. Yeah, whatever language you want to, to, to do or you feel more connected to. Books are great. I'm doing once a week a book that is bilingual. Uh, and also I think um, I always wanted parents to learn with their children. Of course, in reality, it's not um, viable <laughs> most of the time, but sharing that journey your children would value that because you at the end of the day are their biggest rock star and they you know they will look up to you and whatever you do they want to do um so sharing that even if it's just this book that they love um with um animal sounds with the um vocabulary for the animals anything that makes a connection between you and your child, of course, the connection is there, but you're learning something together, something that you can explain your learning to. Um, when they're a little bit older, you can play the game that, oh, you don't, oh, how do you say this? I really cannot remember. Mm. They love that and saying it and helping you, helping siblings with the language. Of course, there's many things you can do. Um, and even if it's just looking up some words on, on, on Google and, okay, how do you say cat and how do you say blue um, and how do you say big? And then you make a picture and with a blue big cat and you talk about it in, in Spanish too. What are those words in Spanish? Cat is gato and just making that connection of doing something with the language um, and sharing a moment of learning something together. Yes, and it's amazing. Like, it makes you very proud. Not just yes. that you have mastered something, but your child has mastered something and they yeah. have to do it. <laughs> and the funniest thing is, uh, uh, the best moment so far for me, my journey of parenthood, a bilingual parent, yeah. um, has been when my son tried to teach 
my husband, who doesn't speak Hungarian, has to say some words in Hungarian. Yeah. <laughs> my, my husband just said, this is just an epic fail. Like, I will never <laughs> learn. And, okay, I understand if nobody wants to, or, you know, if people find Hungarian difficult because it's yeah. But it is, it is very. And I'm sure it, it, is, it happens in every yeah, every household where, you know, yes. only one parent will speak both languages. Uh, yeah. The child will mock the other parent. And that's yes. hilarious. Yeah, we do have that all the time. I mean, the, the, the children say something like when my husband, he speaks Spanish and I speak German too. But if he says something wrong, then they will correct him in Spanish. Uh, but most of the time now, they laugh at my accent and they're like, <laughs> you don't say it like that, mummy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, any any language situation is is always going to be great because it is hard. It's not easy, but you know, you will see, you will see yes. the, the fruit of of your investment and and your effort. I mean, when I see. Gloria going in Spain and going with her group of friends and, you know, it's like she's part of them and, and, there is, and, and it's, it's great. It's yeah. great to see her, you know, making friends, communicating and, and, and enjoying being able to speak another language. Yeah, and it's just one of those proud moments, you know, that yeah. my child has succeeded in doing something. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Mm. Yes, languages from an early start. And you run classes in Southwest London. Yes. You also work with nurseries, am I right? So you I work with them. nurseries, yeah, um, which uh, I must say I love teaching at nursery schools. Um, children are very different when they're with their parents. <laughs> um, so when they are at nursery schools, we do have, um, the the nursery teacher with us in the group, um, but you know we, we it's it's a, like a circle time, and oh, some progress that those children have made in nurseries. I I used to think they know more than my GCC students. <laughs> it really is how much they learn. Um, and, and so we, because we have always the same set of people, um, we sort of take them through when they're in one room and they move to the toddler room and they move to the preschool and they've done all their journey. It's incredible what they learn. Incredible, really is. Um, so a, a nursery setting works extremely well to introduce a secondary um, or, or, or an additional language. A lot of children have other languages at home. Yeah. Fabulous. And it's also the peer-to-peer, -peer, no? Because they interact, yes. dance, they move. You exactly. Yes. They, they, it's all games and, and fun, which is um, active learning is, is yeah. definitely um, the way to teach young learners. Yeah. Um, getting involved with it and having fun with it and, and, and sort of appealing to that curiosity and wanting to learn new things and being silly uh, with the things you do. Um, and they, you know, they, they, then they, you, the, the teachers tell me that then when they are doing drawings or something, they hear them singing the songs, repeating the songs. Um, 
And, you know, it's great because they're learning, they're having fun, um, and and it's a great foundation for further learning. Wonderful. And obviously, so you do classes in nurseries, but you run, I I presume, at the moment, given the current situation, you are running, I know you are running Zoom classes. Yes. On Zoom. Yeah. you do groups don't you so you do small groups for different ages uh yes i am trying to do that it's always a little bit hard to get everyone from the same ages because parents are working too so maybe they cannot do the morning but i'm trying to have the younger learners in the morning classes and the the slightly older learners in the afternoon classes that's that's my aim um, and I'm keeping the nursery classes also um, online okay. um, and it's great that the children can see their their friends too they can say hello to their friends and and they're, they're not missing out on their learning which which you know it's it's important that there is a continuation yes and the classes are at 10 o'clock and 3 o'clock or 3.30? Um, yes. Um, so we have Monday classes at 10 um, okay. and 3.30. Wednesday classes at 10 and 3.30 and Friday at 10 a.m. And then the nursery schools are most of the time um, sort of exclusive just for them. Okay. Um, and if there is not enough Parents that are attending, then they, they join the other classes too. But, okay. but they for the nurseries, I, I'm doing exclusive classes for them. Yes. Um, and I'm happy to do any other exclusive classes for any nursery that would be interested to introduce it now <laughs> as, a, as a home learning. Yes, it's a different uh, time at the moment. I don't think... Sadly, most of the nurseries are closed and therefore yes. they are limited to what they can help with the children yeah. or for, for the families generally at home. But do you have some resources as well online that they can use? Yes. Yeah, I, I do. I, I have a sort of on-demand service, which is a monthly membership. Okay. Um, and there is video content, uh, vocabulary, um, which is sort of um, picture-based where the children can up on the picture and, and hear the the words. Um, okay. The videos are um, divided in two levels, well, the videos and the vocabulary. Level one, which I would say would be more for the zero, <laughs> if they want to start, um, two, three, four, and then level two for the slightly older. And only because where the, the the topics might change a little bit, we talk more about um, things that they might do at school, like um, planting flowers or the cycle of the water, um, things that they're slowly being introduced in their school curriculum in level two. Um, but it's all done, of course, again with playfulness um, and uh, fun characters as puppets. Um, Lots of repetition and um, trying to be interactive and encourage the children to, to repeat and participate even if it's um, a video. <laughs> okay. Yes. 
So, and they can all find, so anybody who's interested in introducing Spanish to their children or who are bilingual or want to add the third language, the yes. fifth, the second, they can come to nanospanishclub.com. Nanospanish Fabulous. Thank you, Josefina, for joining me today. It's been a Thank real you, pleasure Kate. and a lovely chat. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Have a good day. Yeah, and you too. Thank okay. you for viewing. Uh, tomorrow we're going to talk about dogs and how to look after our dogs at home, believe it or not. We're going to have Charlotte from Leeds and Love joining us and we will be talking about dogs and children and everybody at home. Please join us. You can find all the details on our Facebook page at hallemums.co.uk and you will be able to see this video and all the other videos on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash hallemums.co.uk. Have a lovely day, everyone. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.